It's religion today, it's ideology today, and our secularist friends also have a faith. Some kind of Disneyland fantasy. I know how this is going to get heard in the secular world. Where the pseudo-Christian masks are off. That's nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. Apologetics isn't just about giving answers to other people's questions. It's also about learning to question other people's answers or even question the question itself. In a Christian worldview. Well, welcome to quantum number 121. And as often on quantum, we look at issues that are quite distressing uh, as well as hopeful because we want to provide some hope. I thought we'd begin on a happier note. That is, of course, Pharrell Williams with a song that was almost omnipresent in the world a couple of years ago, uh, Happy. And I, I was, I'm thinking about that and I'm mentioning that, not because it's such a, a cheery wee song, but because there's news today that Netflix are doing a series with Pharrell Williams entitled Voices of Fire. And I've seen a trailer for it and I thought it was quite fascinating because it's basically about a, a gospel choir and uh, Pharrell Williams himself comes from a Pentecostal holiness church background. Now, he's obviously wandered way away from that for anyone who's aware of his videos and so on. But this apparently seems to be him coming back. He's wearing a T-shirt in it saying, you must be born again. It'll just be interesting to watch those developments. So let's go on to some world news. In Nagorno-Karabakh, the fighting has stopped. The exodus has started. Let's just follow up uh, a story that we've been following in Nagorno-Karabakh in the war between Azerbaijan and Armenia, which uh, the Armenians have lost. Uh, here's part of a report from the BBC. But for these young men, there's relief too that a bloody six-week war is over. If this war had continued, we would have all been killed. Azerbaijan has more money, weapons and military equipment than us. The ancient monastery in Dadivak is proof, say people here, that this land was and is Armenian. But history is complicated in the Caucasus. Only 30 years ago, Dadivak was part of Azerbaijan until Armenian forces captured it. And if they must leave now, some Armenians are leaving nothing behind. The Badalyam family are destroying their home so that no Azerbaijani can move into it. As part of the ceasefire agreement, the Armenians are withdrawing from certain areas. And that report, as you gathered, reflects what it's like, for example, for them to be leaving a church that is hundreds and hundreds of years old. And that reflects something that's going on in the world, that in the West. You know, in the West, we encourage people to stand up for democracy. And then when they do, we don't back them up. We betray the Kurds. 
What about the Iraqi Christians? And what about the Armenians? Because Armenia was seeking to be a democracy under the pro-West reformer Nikol Pashinyan. And he's been humiliated by the Azerbaijani dictator Ilyam Aliyev. And, of course, his Turkish ally, the NATO member, Erdogan. Now, here's the thing. Western capitals and human rights organisations had encouraged Pashinyan's drive towards a looser relationship with Russia and had lauded his democratic reforms and his push for a closer relationship with the EU and NATO. But so what? None of that mattered. The human rights organisations have been silent since the Azerbaijanis began this war. The EU officials who encouraged Pashinyan's westward path, they just did expressions of concern. They've done nothing. When Armenia pleaded with NATO to intervene, what did NATO's Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg say? Well, NATO's not part of this conflict. Both Armenia and Azerbaijan have been valued NATO partners for more than 25 years. Absolute rubbish. It was NATO member Turkey who deployed combat drones and F-16 fighters that won the war for Azerbaijan. They also deployed thousands of mercenaries from the militias who garrison northern Syria, which is, it, it has annexed now, at the expense of the Kurds, with the support of the West. Now there is going to be yet another bout of ethnic cleansing, and it has been facilitated by NATO. Northern Syria, the Turkish invasion of Afghan in 2018. In the West, we are utter hypocrites. And meanwhile, those who have more purpose, like Erdogan, they are ethnically cleansing whole areas of the world of Christians. And speaking of ethnic cleansing, let's go to Myanmar. Uh, some of us knew it as Burma. And Myanmar is another area where there's an accusation of ethnic cleansing by Aung San Suu Kyi, whose ruling National League for Democracy Party is fairly close to getting the two-thirds majority of parliamentary seats required to form the government. The opposition are questioning this. Uh, the main opposition are questioning this. Uh, they are saying that they reject the election. This is the Union Solidarity Democratic Party because it's unfair um, they're calling on the election commission to hold a new disciplined election in cooperation with the military as soon as possible. Uh, the opposition parties are also claiming that, well, it is true that they did not get uh, an equal and fair amount of time on state television and radio broadcasts. Uh, just... Really, really sad. Another area of the world where uh, you expect conflict is going to arise. And let's move further east and let's go to Japan. So who is big in Japan? Well, Scott Morrison, who, as I record, is there at the moment with the new Japanese prime minister. And the two of them are getting on great guns. And they have signed or they've agreed in principle to a defense pact. Uh, 
it looks like Japan and Australia and perhaps others as well will be signing up because again of China and China is really not letting go of this China is having a real go at Australia and I do hope that President Biden will do what he's promised and will stand up to China. This week, China warned that it will become Australia's enemy. They handed a dossier into Canberra, but it was the Chinese embassy in Canberra, handed it in, accusing Australia of racist attacks against Asian people, siding with the United States anti-China campaign and so on. China is angry, they say. If you make China the enemy, China will be the enemy. I think I do think this is profoundly disturbing, as is this. Madam President, the Chinese delegation wishes to recommend to the U.S. Uh, one, root out the systematic racism addressed widespread police brutality and combat discrimination against African and Asian Americans. Second, urge politicians to respect people's rights to life and health and stop politicizing and uh, stigmatizing COVID-19 pandemic. Who do you think this is from? This is questions to the United States from the Human Rights Commission of the UN. What measures has the United States taken to eliminate systemic racism, racial discrimination, white supremacy, religions, intolerance and xenophobia? There are other questions. Will the United States end mass surveillance around the world and stop undermining the security of other countries and the freedom of expression, the right to privacy, as well, well as other human rights of their people? Wow. Because you know what country that came from? That's come from China. China, which has mass surveillance all over the world, but especially in its own country. China, which doesn't give a right to privacy to its own people. And China, which has just locked up democratically elected people from Hong Kong. This is China complaining about the lack of human rights in America. The chutzpah is unbelievable. Okay, let's come to the UK. Don't forget, hands, face, space, get a test if you have symptoms and if NHS test and trace contact you and say you've got to self-isolate then follow the rules that's what i'm going to do and i'll have plenty more to say in the course of the next few days but for now over and out boris johnson well his right hand man has gone uh, dominic cummings because his consort has demanded that he go fit as butcher's dog and boris is made an enormous gaffe in terms of Scotland. Fit as butcher's dog. And he continues to make gaffes all over the place. His COVID policy is a disaster. Fit as butcher's dog. But he's decided to rescue himself by trying to outgreen the Greens. So there are going to be no new petrol diesel cars by 2030 and even hybrids gone by 2035. Fit as butcher's dog. I'm unconvinced that this has anything to do with reality but we shall see another bit of news from the uk it looks now as though an eu deal may be possible even next week uh, as the french seem to have accepted that they will not get exactly the same fishing grounds and doubtless the uk will have caved in on lots of things as well let's go to the usa where this week it was announced that uh, we have got over a quarter of a million deaths of people with COVID. Now, there's about 2.7 million people die every year in the US, and it looks as though about 10% of those this year will be with COVID. Again, we stress not 
because of COVID necessarily, but certainly with COVID. Um, and that's, you know, it is incredibly serious. And, and, and what's happening is incredibly serious. Although I do have to say this, some of the rules that people or officials are trying to put into place to stop this happening smack of desperation. So in Philadelphia, it's just been announced that they're mandating that you have to wear a mask in your home if someone is visiting. How they're going to enforce that, I don't know. It's just so sad, all that's happening as regards this. And it, you do feel that people are running around like headless chickens, although there are nations, including here in Australia, where things uh, seem to be being handled much better. Though it seemed to be, we wait and see. It's only over time that we'll be able to know. Start spreading the news I'm leaving today I want to be a part of it New York, New York These vagabond shoes Anyway, New York thought they were past it Past the worst Covid crisis It seems they're now getting into an even worse one New York schools have closed again, but I read an article which showed, and as with all these articles, I do put the link up on the blog, weflee.com. More than 300,000 New Yorkers have bailed from the Big Apple in the last eight months. 300,000. That, that's just an extraordinary figure. People are wanting out because of crime now. It's got a whole lot worse because of the economy, because of COVID. It... Yeah, we live in a confused world. And speaking of confusion, let's go to this week's Woke Weirdness. Here is Anne Hathaway. Ladies, I have a plan. Hondro, the transform a child into a mouse. <laughs> Whoa! Why are we mouses? Mice? Whatever! That's her playing in Roald Dahl's The Witches, and she plays the Grand High Witch, where she has a three-fingered hand instead of the cat claws. And apparently, this is offensive to disability activists, and she has now apologised to those with limb differences for the pain caused. Um, and her apology is authentic, and it's not out of some fearful capitulation to pol political correctness. As someone who really believes in inclusivity and really, really detests cruelty, I owe you all an apology for the pain caused. And she concluded her statement with a vow to do better. I particularly want to say I'm sorry to kids with limb differences. Now that I know better, I promise I'll do better. And I owe a special apology to everyone who loves you as fierce as I love my own kids. I'm sorry I let your family down. Yeah, I wonder... Um, are we actually going to be able to have any drama at all which doesn't offend some group or other? And then this, this one is absolutely incredible. In Western Australia, there was to be a panel on the cancel culture. What is cancel culture? Does cancel culture actually exist? Is it just a term utilised by the alt-right and boomer power brokers to crush dissent by militant millennials? Or is it a real thing? Panelists included Dr Zimmerman, SLWA Chief Executive, Margaret Allen, Murdoch University postgraduate research student Graham Payton, and sexologist and LGBTQ specialist Kai Schweitzer. 
And the live stream of that cancel culture. Yeah, you know what's coming. You can guess it has been cancelled because um, Mr. Schweitzer said <laughs> there are people who, there are constituents who, who may feel offended by it. As Zimmerman pointed out, the whole idea was to promote the free exchange of ideas and to be controversial and to be polemic. Suddenly that's not being allowed. It's unbelievable. A, a festival that is about the free exchange of ideas and challenging the status quo and the establishment has been censored by one of the members of the status quo. You really need, says Dr. Zimmerman, to allow in a democratic society people to have the freedom to express their ideas without the fear of retaliation and persecution as a result. <sighs> Extraordinary. You know what it reminds me of a bit? I remember a very brave student who the university shall remain nameless, except they were in Scotland, who uh, was in a sociology class with about a couple of hundred other students. And the lecturer stood up and mocked, mocked those who believed in what he termed the nuclear family. Is there anyone here who believes in the family? He said, oh, apart from a few religious oddbods. And this very brave student stood up and said, well, I do. Cue more mockery. I just admired her courage so much. Ah, oh, well. Well, if you want, here's another right on woke person. Here's Melissa McCarthy issuing an apology. Hi there. Um, it has come to our attention that our 20 days of kindness, which is something, a kindness hub that we started to kind of shed the light on 20 great charities, had one um, in there that there's no other way to say it. We blew it. We made a mistake and we backed a charity that upon proper vetting stands for everything that we do not. Now, what was she issuing an apology for? She had a campaign with HBO Max, $20,000 per day were to be given for the next 10 days to various groups. And one of those groups she had given was Exodus International. Now, Exodus International helped with sex trafficking and sex slavery. But their founder had at some point been on record as being against same-sex marriage. Now, he no longer is. His views, as he says, have evolved. And they were also perceived to be anti-abortion. So because they were perceived to be anti-abortion, although they've not campaigned on abortion or on same-sex marriage, not only was this organization, the $20,000, taken away from it, remember, helping sex slaves, but Melissa issued that groveling apology. Now, she talks about kindness and going about being kind. I, I, I would want to ask her, what's kind about ripping a baby out of its mother's womb and killing her. How is that kind? I'm sorry, but the, the, the woke version of kindness nauseates me, to be honest. Well, here's one more thing, just one more woke thing. I couldn't leave this one. Sasha Rose Neal, professor of interdisciplinary social science and dean of the Faculty of Social and Historical Studies at UCL and also a group analyst and psychotherapist. She's written in The Guardian. There's a pressing need to be moved beyond couple normativity. Now, we told you, we told you this would happen. The question to ask is, what, it would mean for, what would it mean for societies to cease promoting coupledom above all else and to work instead to reduce the negative impacts of the couple norm? And they're talking about rethinking the welfare state to be more single person friendly 
and to think about how international human rights conventions might be extended to place the right to a fulfilling single life alongside the right to family life. Well, yes, to a fulfilling single life. Uh, strangely enough, that's what Christians argue for. We don't think everyone has to be married. Uh, we, we don't think that's why we, one of the reasons we don't support same-sex marriage. We don't think that, and we don't think that that if you don't have sex, somehow you're not a fulfilled human being. But that's not what she's talking about. What she was talking about is what's going to happen. We're talking about polygamy and uh, thruples and everything else. All right, enough of that. I, I thought. In, in, in entertainment, I thought this was hilarious. This is from something called The MASH Report. Here's Nathan with more. Mally arrived here at Oxford Circus at 9.32 this morning. He had already said hello to several people en route from King's Cross Station, leaving worried commuters unsure why a man they did not know was talking to them. He made direct eye contact uh, and then said, Morning. First I thought, well, is this just a statement? Because, I mean, it was the morning, but no, something in his tone suggested this was a greeting. Mally was apprehended by London police who were forced to let him go, as friendliness to strangers is not a crime until next year. <laughs> Outside the station, Mally gave a statement. Where I come from, it's okay to greet strangers or comment to them about the weather. I did not know the customs of London, and I apologise if I offended anyone. I did not mean to be happy. I'm going back on the train now. Yeah, do you know how you greet people and customs and so on? It really isn't that. It is really fascinating. I was on the tube once in London. It seemed to me that everyone was sitting talking to everyone else, apart from just over from me. There was a rather. Um, nice-looking young woman, and it wasn't because she was nice-looking I spoke to her, it just seemed to be on her own, so I said hello. And when I said hello, the whole carriage seemed to go silent, and she went a bit red, and I, and I made it worse. I said, hi, I'm just down from Scotland. And, <laughs> my goodness, she was staring at her shoes, and I thought, what do I do? What do I do? Everyone was looking at me as though I was some kind of pervert, and uh, when I got off the train and spoke to my friend, he said, oh, David, 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 we don't do that. We, we really don't do that. Um, not unless there's a war on or something. Just so it's interesting, isn't it? This also is interesting. This is Lewis Hamilton after becoming the world champion yet again. I, I just say, like, you know, dream as big as you possibly can. And don't, don't let anybody tell... You don't even have to tell people who, what that is if you don't want to, but don't let people tell you either way uh, you can or you can't. There's nothing you can't do if you put the time and the effort into it and naturally, uh, hopefully, have the support around you like I did. Now, Lewis Hamilton is or sees himself as a role model he he talks here about creating your own path dreaming as big as you can there's nothing you can't do if you put the time and effort into it which when you stop to think about that is utter rubbish there are plenty things you cannot do now that's not to say we shouldn't dream and it's not to say we shouldn't try but we have to stop this ridiculous i believe i can fly philosophy when we can't mind you you become to believe almost in miracles uh, after Scotland, Scotland qualified after 22 years for a uh, major tournament. They're going to Euro 2020, which now will be held in 2021 after a, winning a penalty shootout in Serbia. And I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't resist playing this. Oh. 
Roy Williamson and the Corries, of course, uh, wrote that song. It's been the equivalent of the Scottish national anthem in sport for many, many years, and I still found it immensely powerful and moving. Couple more things before we go. In technology, very, very interesting. I've gone on to Parler as well as Twitter because I do expect to be thrown off Twitter at some point, and it's interesting to watch Parler growing. Um, uh, it gained five million users apparently recently after the U.S. elections. Uh, it's worth having a look at it. Um, I'm the Weefly, of course, so feel free to follow there. And then we began with Farrell, and we're going to end uh, with Happy, and we're going to end with this. Oh, a happy day, happy day. Oh, a happy day, happy day. When Jesus walked, oh, when he walked, when Jesus walked, he washed my sins away. Because happiness is not going to come from singing about being happy or a uh, a nice tune or anything else. Happiness and overcoming the hatred, the hatred that we've heard about and all the confusion and the mess that we've been talking about. Happiness comes from God. Happiness comes from Jesus Christ. That day when he washes our sins away, that's the just the greatest thing. And knowing that that continues. I hope that you will know that. I hope that you understand that. If you don't, you want to get in touch with me, feel free. Uh, I can send you a free copy of Magnificent Obsession. If you're not a Christian, you're interested in finding out more because it really is the most important thing. Uh, anyone who wants to support Quantum, feel free to go to the Podbean fundraiser. Those of you who've got feedback and information and news, and thank you to all, and sorry I can't use it all, but feel free to set it in. But God bless you, and see you next week. Good God.